You're listening to the Versus Node podcast, presented by GamerNode.com. Welcome to episode 27 of the Versus Node podcast. My name is Edward Nzotto, the editor-in-chief of GamerNode.com, and I'm here with a big crew to talk about the PS4. We've got Dan Crabtree, Mike Murphy, Jason Finelli, and Greg Galiffa all here. And we're really excited after Sony's event and uh, ready to get talking about it, see what, what Sony showed us, what we can speculate on, what we didn't see and what we expect to see later in the year. Um, that said, we might as well just get cracking. Um, I don't know. Uh, were Were you guys impressed by the show? Uh, anybody who wants to to start us off, go ahead. I was impressed I... by the dedication to games of the show. In in having seen so many shows recently that are like, hey, here's these wonderful peripherals, and here's this thing that, like, your grandma can do with the Xbox, and, like, (laughs) it was actually, and and I think this is something that's sort of been, I would say it's been a little bit overlooked um, by most of the press that's been reporting on this, is that really they just showed games. Like, they had a camera, they had the share button, they just were like, hey, here's, here's this one really quick demo of it, that's it. And then they're like, we're moving on. Now, yeah, they even, we, they even, now, we could debate you know, all day whether or not those games have a ton of merit, if it's a solid lineup, yada, yada. I'm just saying, holistically, when they planned out that show, they were like, we care about gamers. And so that's what we're going to talk about, is games. I even like how they snuck the... Uh, I mean, they showed you how the share button works, but then they snuck an in-game use of it at the end of the Killzone demo. They're like, real quick, oh, share button, Facebook, that's how it works. I like that. I like that they didn't focus on that for too long. I totally. I also liked I also liked how it was like all these different faces. It wasn't just one guy on stage for two hours because that could have gotten real boring real fast. There was what fifteen to twenty different people on the stage in any given at, at one at a time, two at a time, except for Destiny four at a time. That's awesome. The fact that they have all that all those people willing to come talk about their system the first time it's ever revealed. That's a good thing. That's something to be uh, confident about. Yeah, it was a it was a really well put together and planned out uh, uh, just two hour long press conference. And I mean, I was personally uh, similar to Jason with the share. I was most impressed with uh, how stream and uh, how stream and broadcast friendly they made the P- they're making the PS4 out to be. Like uh, simply hitting the share button and you can share your videos with other people. You can join up on anybody who's playing anything and just watch them play and chat with them. And I also think it's really cool how, you know, if you're having trouble with a with a certain part in the game, you've got people there to help you if they're watching you play. Or if you've got a friend who's beaten that before and you need help or is going to give you a hint, you can just hand over the controls to them and they can help you out with it. Yeah, I find that interesting. But I also started to wonder, like, who... Who really wants to do that? Because that's how like my friends and I used to make fun of each other when we were playing games. My, particularly my friend Brian and I, we would sit there, and if one of us like started dying or, or something over and over on a part, we would just like from the other side of the room be like, "Hey, 
Hey, you want me to beat that for you? Now the PS4 has enabled that to be done online. It can be oh, God, it's the worst thing. No, but it's still kind of cool. Um, I definitely like the idea that they want to make the the idea of sitting on a couch with your friends. Um, take that and put it in the online space more so than just the standard uh, online multiplayer. Now you can, like, watch each other. I mean, it's sort of weird and creepy also, but, um, you know, it's it's an effort, at least, to, to do that for people who have been missing more of a, of a real social interaction. Although, like I said, I don't know me? how much have I'm going to use been on PlayStation Home? <laughs> I was really... Uh, Really pumped about some super simple things like suspend and resume, <laughs> like that. That, that just got me so excited. Cool. That is cool. I like that a lot. I like, like the fact that there's this, like zero loading time when you start a game. I, I I do like the opportunity to when I know a game takes a long time to load. You know, start it and maybe go hit the bathroom or make a sandwich or something, but if... <laughs> I love how you always mention make a sandwich. In right. that order. Love in that. that order. I'll wash my hands in between, I promise. But if they're going to take that away from me, maybe I'll, you know, stop eating while I play games. Oh. All, all good things. All the, good one, things. the one thing I do have to say so is that now the be, PS4 um... for your constipation already, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's right. The one thing I do feel bad about is that uh, now there will now future generations of children will no longer have that excuse of just mom. Let me get to the save point. I'm almost I'm almost there. I just got to beat these two guys and then I'll be there. It only take me maybe 10 minutes and then they can play on for another hour. They won't have that anymore. Uh, That'll be just turn it off and it automatically saves there. Yeah, we know. Hold on. Hold on. Parents. (laughs) Parents just don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> and they're certainly not gonna understand. If they just don't understand, they're definitely not gonna understand the PS4. Yeah, but I mean, I really, really appreciate that. Like, cause sometimes I just get stressed out if I have to go somewhere, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I have to be able to save. Okay, please, please, just, wait, wait, hold on, what, one second. What's, I, uh, you know, like, click. Okay, let's go. Eddie, why were you late to the funeral? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like uh, like you guys are mentioning, um, no no load times. That like they mentioned the background processing. Th- that has to come from Sony just being on Twitter any given day, just saying my PS3 is taking forever. Because like, oh yeah, who yeah, yeah. say that once a day, or <laughs> right? Because every time you you for me anyway, every time I seem to boot up my PS3, I have to load some new update for first for for the the OS itself, then for whatever game I'm playing. I take I mean I feel like it takes good 30 minutes to actually play my game on PS3 sometimes. It definitely can. So <laughs> what about the Greg Galifa? Greg Galifa, what do you think about the always always on connectivity about the save states? What do you think? Um all right, well PlayStation has been my primary console for, you know, the past three uh, console cycles. I've, you know, that was the one I've always had, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. Um, and I, I don't know, I was really excited about this, but the more and more I learn about these new consoles, the more and more I'm convinced that I'm going to buy a PC when the time comes. Uh, That's what I'm talking that, about. Not that anything's wrong with the new consoles. I just feel like 
what they're aiming for is to be more PC like with like what you guys are saying, like the, you know, like the abilities to spend. Um, it's more, it's becoming more like a PC. And I just feel like that experience, I would rather, I'd rather come from a PC rather than having to buy a new console and a new game to that console and only be able to play those games on that console. And, you know, it, it just feels like the more natural evolution now is to just go the PC route, especially when, there's so many um, so many systems that are coming out that are more P- PC oriented uh, for the living room, not just for you know your desk or your your laptop or anything like that. It's true, but at the same not time, not the rain on the parade because <laughs> you guys are all really enjoying this, and I don't yeah. want to be like the negative Nancy that's like, man, nah, it didn't really do anything for me. I'd rather just go you PC. Make, you, you make a good point. The only reason why I still would buy why why I'm still buying the console is. Um, well, one of the reasons why why I would rather stick to it with a console long term over a PC is the fact that you know when when the PC is a constantly evolving system, which is nice. But the backdrop to that is that you always have to upgrade your parts, and developers are constantly making games for higher and higher specs. Whereas for a console, those specs are those specs for the entirety of the console's life. So developers kind of have to make it for the specs of that system in order to get out to the masses. Whereas with PC, you know, they could be like, oh, you've got a, a hexacore processor? Too bad. We've got a dodeca core processor out now, so on you. You don't yeah, have to worry not, about that. That's true. That's, that's absolutely true. I guess um, that – and that's always been the more intimidating thing for me. That's that's the reason I always talk with consoles is the, the convenience factor. It's like, okay, well – I buy this and then I have that this console as long as it doesn't crap out on me, you know, within a year or whatever. Like I could have this for 7 years up to, you know, if we're going off this the length of this past generation, I'll have this console sitting in my living room for 7 years and I have I don't have to do anything for it. It'll do everything automatically. Um we don't know yet if it'll be as frequent as uh the you know PlayStation 3 has been as Eddie pointed out, but you're right. That is one of the more intimidating things, and that's one of the things I'll have to deal with if I want to switch to PC. But I think with things like the piston, which you know uh, Valve has expressed that it's going to be very easy to switch out parts if you're if you want to upgrade. They've designed it to make it easier for you for dum dums like me that don't really know how to build a PC well. Uh, that is just more intriguing to me, and I think it, it's more rewarding in the end because you know you have services like Steam that you can get a bunch of games for. Maybe not all the games, not not the exclusives, absolutely. But you can definitely get a lot of games for for cheaper um, than you probably can on console. And, you know, there's all, just the, the services themselves are, are a lot more user-friendly when it comes to PC. And that may change. I mean, you know, this is a new console generation, so I'm hoping that Sony and, and Microsoft uh, and even uh, Nintendo, you know, kind of learn from what the PC has been doing and craft their own services around that. Uh, not that they're polarizing, but they're definitely, there's definitely barrier to entry. It's definitely not as easy to navigate and to uh, uh, use, I'd say, like the, the, the Xbox dashboard or even the new P- uh, PSN network. It's great, but the PlayStation Store still kind of runs buggy and it's not the, it's, it crashes every once in a while as compared to like, you know, Steam, which is really easy to use, and big picture is beautiful if you have a TV for it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, you're right, Mike. I think I think there is that 
barrier to entry as well with PC. It's it's a it's a matter of okay, you're going to buy this. Are you willing to put forth the effort of you know fixing it up every once in a while, um, or are you just going to you know uh, settle and let it do what it does? Yeah, See, and that's I'm, me. That's I'm where pretty... I fall. I fall into that barriered because I've been console my entire life. I don't know anything about um, graphics cards or anything like that stuff. It's not anything that I am familiar with. So, like, we, we had a couple. I had a couple friends over here, um, as, and we watched the Sony thing together. And one of them said to me, "What if they announce the PS4 is like 150, 200 bucks, but every year you're going to have to add 100 bucks to a new graphics card to it and install it yourself?" I said, "No, I don't want that." I would just have a PC in that case. And even then, I'm not even I'm not even cool with that. I kind of like having a console that doesn't change ever other than like slim or super slim. Right. It it's it does what it's supposed to do. I put a game in. I don't have to worry about the parts inside. It's formatted before I even get it and I can play it. Now, does that make me a bit of a simpleton? Sure. And I'm okay with that. Because that's just it's just easier for me. I barely have time to sit down and play games, let alone have to worry about my specifications for my rig. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have to think that the majority of gamers kind of think like that. You know, a lot of people who who talk a lot about games and, and frequent the internet and Twitter and all that stuff and talk on podcasts and listen to podcasts may be more comfortable with putting together a computer here and there, whatever, and then updating every two years or something. But that's not necessarily the majority of the game-playing masses. So having that that uh, all-in-one unit seems to be the best way to reach out to most people. Because, I mean, you know, we, we look at it from a very uh, entrenched sort of veteran standpoint a lot of the time, and we have to understand that. It's much easier for the casual American uh, consumer to pay five, six hundred dollars for a console once over seven years, and spend fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for a computer, and then spend another four to five hundred on it every two years to upgrade it. Yeah, see, I I love to play PC games, but it's it's come to a point simply for me that I want my computer to be portable, and I don't necessarily want two computers. You know, I don't want to build a gaming rig at home because I, I had like this giant tower that I built myself from all the components I bought piece by piece off Newegg and had that. And it was great. It was amazing. But like I couldn't take my computer anywhere and I didn't I didn't have a, a small laptop. Now I have a laptop. I can take it anywhere I go and I don't have to like wor- worry about, you know, what's on what computer or whatever. I just play my video games mostly on my consoles. My my laptop happens to be all right for games, but it's not top of the line like I would want a, a PC, you know, gaming rig to be. So it just really comes down to that. And it's that's, like, I was going to say, and that's also an advantage that the PS4 is going to have over your regular average everyday PC unless you buy a gaming laptop because Sony wants to make every single PS4 game portable and playable with the Vita. So anybody who has a PS4 game... Right. Wants to take their gaming on the go, can right. take their Vita and but how much play does wherever. a Vita cost? Three hundred right now. It's a uh, two forty nine and two ninety nine. However, uh, they've said that North America is not getting the same price drop as Japan is. 
Um, so don't even look forward to that. And how how much are we presuming the PS4 will cost? I'm resisting the urge to say five ninety nine. Um, I'm, I'm probably gonna say I'd say five hundred to five fifty. Okay, no, so no, 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 too high. Too no to buy it. I'm thinking there's two models, three ninety nine, four ninety nine. So yeah, okay, four ninety nine is about five hundred bucks. But there's got to be a cheaper model there that people can get it, can get into, or else I don't think it's going to sell well. So and I mean, yes, you do have to buy the Vita and the the PlayStation Three in order for both those to work. But you put that together, it's a so you get the cheaper models for both because you're on a budget or you're just buying it for your kids. That's uh, that's two hundred and fifty, and say we'll go with the four hundred dollars. That's still that's six hundred and fifty dollars compared to getting a high-end gaming PC where you're spending, like I said, uh, the one that I just bought um, a year and a half a year and a half ago was fifteen hundred dollars. Like yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, I mean, yeah, I think if you if you want to go that route, if you want the highest end PC, that that'll cost you that. But I mean, you know, that's there's wiggle room there for how much a PC will cost you depending on what parts you get and what kind of gaming you're trying to do, um, and if you want the rig to do other stuff as well. But I think asking you know a person to spend six hundred six to seven hundred dollars to get the best or the most wholesome experience you're willing to offer. I just, for me, that's just, I don't know. At the moment, there's nothing they offered that would make me want to spend that much money. Not um, even, not even like uh third party apps like Netflix and all that stuff. Uh, but see, I can do that. You know, I can do that on my old PlayStation at the moment. I can do that on every yeah. single thing in my room right now. I can watch right, Netflix right. on like my Chair. It's got to be Netflix. My chair. <laughs> Another thing you need to think about. I I bought a Wii U. I can watch Netflix on that. And technically, it's a new mm. generation system, so there'll be new games coming out for it. And you can watch it on your PC. <laughs> like yeah, you could. <laughs> like I have Netflix on my phone that I can then connect via an HDMI cable to any HDTV. Right. So Netflix is not a selling point. And I think, I mean, the one the one selling point that there is and that I was hoping for uh, are the third-party games, like, you know, Infamous, Uncharted, um, Killzone. And I guess I'm, I'm at the point where I'm willing to sacrifice those if it means I get, you know, more bang for my buck uh, for a system that doesn't include those exclusives. Um, you know, because I think, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like exclusives are dwindling like you know the 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 amount of uh third-party support that is exclusive to a console unless you're nintendo which has all of its you know uh, its first party support but i feel like the amount of exclusive with third-party support isn't that great at the moment for me anyway to convince me that like oh my god all right i need this system to play this game i mean it's a bummer that i won't be able to play the new infamous if i don't get the new playstation because i love infamous um, but at the same time, there's also plenty of other games out there that offer a similar experience that I could, I could play and I'd be happy with. Yeah. I'm with you definitely on that. The lack of exclusivity. I mean, for, ver- uh, for, um, <clears throat> for our Nodi awards this year, we didn't even have specific console awards because there's, there's barely anything that's exclusive and it's not enough really to be a game changer. Um, but what was I just going to say? Oh, um. Talk, we were talking about the the network uh, 
available on PC versus consoles. And the PS4 presentation talked a lot about their network, and and also you know talking about games. There there's that try it now stuff. There there's a lot to be said about their network now with with Gaikai. I was wondering how you guys felt about everything they said, and also about how it's incompatible with the previous PSN in that you can't bring games forward from your PS3, because um, some people were, were kind of annoyed by that, and I didn't know how I really felt. I, I didn't really personally care very much, because I'm not getting rid of my PS3, but I wanted to know what you guys felt about that, and about the, the network in general, and all those different things. I like the idea of being able to access the PlayStation Network, find a game that I'm interested in, stream the demo, and if I like it, then purchase it, and it continues downloading while I keep playing. I like that. I like because how many times have you has any of you been in live or PlayStation Network or the Wii Shop or whatever seen a game and, and you're like, hmm, I don't know if I would like this and there's no demo and I don't know if I want to sink money into this. So I guess I'll just skip it. Now you can actually experience it. And if you like it, then you can invest the money in it. That to me might be the smartest thing about the whole system. Yeah. Um, if yeah. that works. I have a feeling that's not going to be available at launch. It's going to take a little while. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, but I know for me, uh, what is it, uh, Dyad? It's a PSN exclusive yep, that yep. I've heard so many people talk about, and it looks like a crazy, you know, bad trip. Um, but every time I see a gameplay footage, I'm like, because uh, I think it's got like a $15 price tag or something, and yeah. that's like one of the games that if they had this type of thing for it, it would be perfect. Absolutely, yeah. Some yep. games have to be played to for you to even comprehend what that experience is like, and Dyad especially is is that type of game. Are these but, demos um, guaranteed to be like finished game demos? I mean, I'll use Dead Space Three as an example. Dead Space Three, that demo was very different from the way that those levels played in the, in the final product. Are they? Just guaranteeing then that all demos going forward on the PS4 will be the same as the final game. Well, no, it sounds it sounds to me like if the game is released, it is the final game, and you're okay. Playing, uh, yeah, that's what I was asking. Portion of the game, almost like the the Bioshock uh, demo. Sure. You know, if we can recall that, I don't know if you can remember that, Dan. I can. <laughs> I was. I I can actually even remember where I was. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it was just a wee little crabtree at that time. In South Carolina. I was on vacation with my family and I was like <laughs> brought my Xbox down and I was like, You guys, the demo's coming up this week. <laughs> oh god, okay. <laughs> yes, that doesn't surprise me. One I know. <laughs> just go on without me. <laughs> Rapture calls. Oh jeez. Um. So Facebook's gonna be on the PS4. Oh, oh yes. I, I revoked yes, everything I'm I just so said. So excited. <laughs> We're talking about that. I have an. I take back everything I just said. I'm interesting. I'll spend three thousand dollars on the PS4. Yeah. <laughs> I need another Facebook machine <laughs> and another Netflix box. Think about this. When you think about a website devoted strictly to streaming video games, what's the first thing that you think of? Facebook. Gamenode.com slash co-op node. No, I know. What do we, okay, what do we use? Twitch. Who was that associated with? Justin. 
So why is Ustream what they're using? Did you did you, did you catch that? No, Ustream that they're streaming to on the PS4, not Justin or Twitch, which makes zero sense to me. Hmm. If Twitch is the gamer's stream, why not sign Twitch for the Twitch PS4? Twitch have offered them a really lucrative deal, and maybe Twitch is trying to get them catch catch themselves a piece of the game market and came to Sony. This is this is a fight here. Ustream's trying to get in on it. Unless Xbox in April is like, we bought Twitch. Twitch. You can stream Twitch. to Twitch. We now own Xbox. Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Ustream was actually, I think Ustream was around a little bit earlier than, than Justin TV. And that's what we used to use back in the earliest days of streaming stuff on GamerNode. I remember Brandon, Brandon Lindsay used to stream, uh, he, st- he streamed Spore back when that came out, when we had the Creature Creator before the game released. I think yeah, um, It's been going for a while. I think Ustream was number one before, uh, up until Justin branched off with Twitch or switched over to Twitch. Then I think once Twitch became Twitch, that was when it overtook Ustream. Well, because it was smart to make it, to market it as a gamer-centric uh, service. But yeah, um, do you guys have any opinion about uh, the the PSN game thing? Like, does it bother you that you have games that you bought on your PS3 that you have to play on your PS3 and you can't play on the PS4 now, and that you can't play your PS3 games on your PS4 because of the difference in system architecture? At, totally. Yeah. At, <laughs> first, at first, it bothered me. Um, like, I felt a little bit of that fire and rage build back up from when I first heard that the PS3 and the and the 360 wouldn't have backwards compatibility or anything like that. But if there's something that I've learned from this console cycle, it's the fact that as consoles grow and evolve, the different hardware and the different software that they use for each console is just going to automatically make, like, be incompatible with the previous generation. That just seems to be the nature of progress, at least in the in the game industry. So it upsets me, and it uh, and it kind of makes me like a bit miffed that the PSN games that I bought and the PS3 games that I have aren't going to be playable on the PS4 but at the same but if that's the price for progress for better games and more improved games then I mean I'm willing to pay it because like Jason said I'll just I still have my PS3 I can still keep my PS3 and they also they haven't yet ruled out the pop- possibility of using emulators or a cloud service in the future to allow people to uh, to hopefully play their PSN games on the PS4. So it's not 100% ruled yeah. out yet. I thought that's what they were trying to do with uh, Gaikai, right? They're trying to make it so you can stream your, your PS3 games. I don't know if you're going to have to yeah. buy them, but... Um... I'm hoping that... I'm hoping if Sony's smart and doesn't want to enrage fans, they hopefully they won't make them rebuy them. But I, but I believe that's one of the things they're trying to aim to do with Gaikai is allowing a kind of emulation and or and or cloud service so people can still play the PSN games from the PS3 on the PS4. Mm. But it, they haven't apparently I I think they're working on it and they haven't figured out a way to do it yet. That's why they haven't that's why as of right now it's no backwards compatibility and no PSN games. Yeah. They don't want to confirm it until they can actually do it. I guess uh for me <laughs> I just bought the Super Slim uh for <laughs> Like at, at during uh, Black Friday, and I guess I'm just really glad I did 
hopefully, you know, I mean, fingers crossed it doesn't die on me uh, for a while, but I guess it's good I bought a new system now that I can, you know, have it just in case the PS4, you know, there's no way to transfer these games that I bought. Mm. Um, But, you know, at the same time, I guess for me, uh, it was like, I kind of knew that when I bought them, you know, like I I had a feeling that this might not work, um, you know, because that's what happened with when the PlayStation 3 came out, like, and the thing is, you know, it's definitely a problem, um, but I don't know how many gamers are going to be that upset about it because I think if eventually the PlayStation 4 will have it, such a great library or have such a strong library that people won't really be thinking about the PlayStation 3 games they had. Um, at least, I mean, that seems to be what happened with the PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3 Switch. Uh, I know personally that's what happened with me. Like, at first I was really upset about it, but then... By the time I got a PS3, there were so many games that I wanted to play. I was like, well, I don't really care about the PS2 anymore. Mm. Um, and there's also there's also the point the fact that um I forget which official it was that Sony said, but they also said you know we can go back and look like all the data of all, everybody's purchases are still in our Sony servers regardless of what platform it's on. So there's also a possible avenue that um that they could take if the emulation doesn't work out, where like say they come out with PlayStation 4 versions of that game that run on the PS4 firmware and hardware and software. And what they could do is say you bought that game for the PS3, but if it's updated for the PS4, you can either get it for free, which I highly doubt they'll do, or if they, you can have them when they go to purchase it, um, the system PSM will look up their purchase history, and if you purchase that game for the PS3, you can get a discount for it. That would be nice. Although having to pay for it, at all in the first place is kind of annoying. When meanwhile, I can still take my seven-disc Phantasmagoria and put it in my computer <laughs> and, and play that from like 1991 or whenever, who knows when that was. Uh, you know, any day of the week. Sounds like uh, sounds like we should put one in the uh, the CPU tally instead of uh, the console yeah. tally. Just saying. Same yeah, yeah, like and honestly, a PC is as portable as you are strong. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Big thirty-pound uh, tower under one arm, a twenty-seven-inch monitor in the other. Toots. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? I was thinking when someone was mentioning uh, how annoyed they were at the no backwards compatibility for PS3. I was like, well, wouldn't it be really easy to include a software emulator for PS2 at least? I mean, come on. Well, I'm thinking that they're going to try... They said this, too. They're going to try and make it so that you can stream PS1, 2, and 3 via Gaikai. Basically, they're putting putting all of their eggs in the Gaikai basket, and if it blows up in their face, it could be disastrous. You know, I, it really all depends on what I would say yes, but it really all depends on what Microsoft's approach is going to be. Mm. If Microsoft's approach is no backwards compatibility, period, deal with it. Um, then if it <laughs> right. blows, then if Sony's attempt blows up in Gaikai, uh, the Gaikai thing blows up in Sony's face, they can just be like, "Well, at least we tried." Microsoft didn't even try. Mm. Good point. Um, but if Xbox. My my only worry with the new Xbox is this anti used game thing. Yeah, that's, that is. That is I, you know what though? Suicide. I mean, you how know, many of you guys actually think that's going to happen? 
zero of us actually think it, but the fact that that rumor even exists scares the shit out of me. Well, there was a patent for Sony that created a rumor thinking that it was going to happen with a PS4. And, you know, after the PS4 news conference, like, officials for Sony said, no, the patent had nothing to do with the PS4 at all. It was all just rumor and speculation. So it could be the same thing with the Xbox. I would not be surprised at all if they did that. And (laughs) even now... Even now, I would think that Microsoft, if they see that, you know, Sony isn't doing it and they're trying to also help with backwards compatibility, you would think that Sony or Microsoft might go, maybe this would be a bad idea to have the anti-use game thing, because if our competitors aren't going to do it, we're only going to drive customers away. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really good for, for gamers that Sony did not say that that's the case for the PS4. Mm-hmm. Just for that influence factor. I mean, I think I, honestly, though, I think it, yeah, I think I think Mike's right. I think even if PlayStation, did, even if Sony did it, and then Microsoft did it, I think it would still hurt them more than it would help them. I mean, I don't know. I just think about the amount of exclusives that they do through, um, like GameStop and you know those types of stores and those retail retailers, um, and like the the uh, the amount of advertising they get from those stores. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not an analyst here, so I don't, I don't know the numbers, but I would just assume that it would be more hurtful than helpful in the end. I just think it, um, it would, it only really hurts business if everybody isn't doing it. Because if one person's doing it and the other person isn't, then that's going to lead to more console sales because most used game money goes just straight to the, uh, goes straight to the store, to the retail store. It doesn't really go back to Microsoft and Sony, and that's part of the reason why uh, companies no, try true, to do the whole anti-use thing. Think about how many uh, – yeah, no, that's true. That's absolutely true, but, I mean, I'm, I'm also thinking about, like, I mean, I know there are plenty of gamers out there who will buy a console if it means they can play used games. You know, may buy a new console if it means they can play used games. Yeah. Um, you know, or I mean, even if they buy a used console, they may start buying new games. It's just there is there are incentives, I believe, to have a used game market that assists them. Um, there is. That's why. That's why I feel like the the con- current console makers have to do a all or nothing yeah. approach. Yeah, yeah, either probably, yeah. either Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft get together and in, a, in an evil Illuminati and decide let's make a you know hell pact to not ever. To block all used games from uh, from all of our consoles, so we can reap more money. So unless they do that, neither one, none of them are going to do it themselves because the other the other group will, the other two companies will jump all over the fact that they don't have used games and they'll take advantage of it. So it's either all of the all three of them do it or none of them will do it. It's looking like none of them. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. All right, what else? They talked about some games, right? Yeah, well, what, talk- what games really uh, got you excited, if any? Witness! Uh, I, yep, what? A oh, witness? Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I also point out that Jonathan Blow is one of the most awkward people I've ever witnessed at one of these things? We're sitting here watching him like, dude... <laughs> I love how he comes out. Everyone's all excited, all the guys who are who are making their presentations on the stage. Jonathan Blow comes out and he gets all esoteric on the crowd. The crowd just goes quiet. They're like, um 
what? That that's how it felt because <laughs> like everyone was like sort of chattery in the in the building, and then when Jonathan Blow came out and he was like making his his Hadouken sh- uh, shapes with his hands and like talking about these complex things, and then the crowd was just like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Bert. You know what I hope? I hope when he walked off stage, he turned to someone back there and was like, and that's how you blow him away. And then the CSI <laughs> Miami so- music started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. No, def- <laughs> the game definitely looked cool to me. Obviously, I'm not sure I understand round screens. And I would have been like, "Oh, it's the best thing ever." <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I understand what that puzzle mechanic is, though. I don't think you know? anyone understands it. <laughs> Except Jonathan Blow. I mean, I, I've tried to make sense of it just by looking at the footage of like, is it just like a like a maze, or is there some logic to the maze? Yeah, no, I agree with you because like those, each of those uh, puzzly looking things had a variety of of directions you could go, like a labyrinth. But when you saw the the light illuminate, you know, to the end. It just chose one path that didn't seem to have any rhyme or reason to it. Like, they could have gone around a a different loop, but instead they went on this straight path, and there was nothing visibly telling me that one was right versus wrong. So there's got to be more about those puzzles in the game that you you can come to understand as you're playing it. Yeah. I just just have no idea. It's totally not apparent. If The Witness is anything like Braid, I'll skip it for three years. Eddie will say to me, what the hell's wrong with you? And then I'll finally play it and be like, wow, okay, this game's really good. <laughs> um, but I I had a bit of a crush on Watch Dogs to begin with, and this conference yes. just made it that much worse. I agree. Holy crap, the stuff you yeah. can do in that game is unreal. The fact that he hacks a guy's ATM takes money out from the ATM, uh, hacks the guy's bank account, takes money out of the ATM that's right there, and then he sees this woman, and he's like, uh-oh, she's in trouble, follows her, and then the guy starts getting going crazy. He subdues the guy, but then the cops think it's him. Coolest part of the trailer, coolest part of the trailer by yes. far is when he brings up the security pylons yes. as, the, as the police car. Bam, that was cool. That was I think so cool. I think what came next was even cooler. The fact that he was running away from the cops, gets up onto a platform, sees a train coming full speed, going to bypass the station, and he goes, hold on one second, brings up his phone, boom, train stops, hops on top. He's like, okay, train, you can go again. Boom, goes, yeah, gets cool. away. I kind of liked him tackling the guy and slamming his face <laughs> real hard. <laughs> I don't know, that just appealed to me. I mean, we shouldn't shouldn't (laughs) be too surprised by this either, because, you know, it's Ubisoft, but, like, how flawless and and seamless did that, like, uh, parkour running mechanic look when he was chasing the guy down? Like, that was some really good, like, Assassin's Creed stuff, and we, you know, we shouldn't be surprised at all because it's Ubisoft, but... I was like, based on based on what we saw the E three demo, like I was not expecting that kind of free running. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I'm just always uh, cautious about these types of demos because, like, like you know, they obviously 
know what they're doing in them. And I'm always like afraid when I start playing, I'll start fumbling around and I'll like send some missiles flying through the air without realizing what I did and blow up a building. And then I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like I just is one of those games that I really want to get my hands on so I can see how, you know, fluid it is, how easy it is to manipulate what's around you. Um, so I guess, I don't know, just have to wait for, for it to be playable. Mm -hmm. It's one button press as opposed to like four. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. If, it's, if it ends up being four button presses, I'll be the guy who stands on top of those security pylons and makes them come up and like <laughs> die, <laughs> die through awful ball tap. <laughs> oh god! Ow! You can make some super cyber funny, hacker. Uh, you make some Dead pretty funny videos thing. with that. Yeah, I gotta say the. The one as impressive as these demos have been, and how blown away I've been, and how much I'm salivating over getting my hands on this game, uh, I'm still really curious to see when Ubisoft, hopefully at E3, will unveil exactly just what the heck this multiplayer is going to be about. Mm. Because the end of the demo was another hint at the multiplayer, where the all of a sudden another player got a mission to. Uh, watch on the cameras and identify or whatever and capture the first player and the first player, you know, got away on the train and it said mission failed. And I'm yeah. like, it's, it's real. I want to know Ubisoft. How, how is the, How does that work? I want to know how that works because if, if it's like seamless, like all these people doing all these missions at the same time and they're set against each other, it seems kind of like a mixture of like, it's like taking Assassin's like Creed, putting it in like a like a cyberpunk setting, and taking the promise of what looks so good about APB and putting it together. Yeah, it's basically an MMO on a small server, probably like a small group of players. Because I mean, obviously, if you get too many players doing all this, it's going to just break down. So yeah. it's got to be some sort of instanced, you know. Kind of, kind of like a more join in. kind of like a more structured version of uh, GTA 4's multiplayer. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's going to be cool if it works. <laughs> if it works, it yeah. has to work, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think that showed a lot of promise, especially for a game that we already knew about. Um, a lot of these games obviously were debuts, but for a game that we kind of knew about already to wow us again, that's a good thing. I mean, what do you guys think? With the different, how how great of a difference do you think there'll be between the PS3 version and the PS4 version of Watch Dogs? I think the demos we've been seeing have been the PS4 versions. If you ask me, yeah, I think we're yet probably, to see uh, the PS3 versions. Maybe some limited network capabilities on PS3. I, I assume a, a graphical tone down, but I don't see. I mean, the PS3 could probably handle that kind of content, don't you think? I think so. I mean, I, yeah. I hope so. I, I mean, maybe maybe it won't be able to handle as many variables at once. Maybe you know they'll they'll have to simplify it to an extent. Um, but yeah, I'm ho I'm hoping that it'll be basically the same type of game. You know? Yeah. yeah. Smaller number of players interacting with each other. Yeah. yeah. Small, it's coming, to, it is coming of, uh, to Wii U also. Think about that. Hmm. So that'd Wii, be interesting. If Wii U can handle that kind of network capability, PS3 probably can too. Yeah, but yeah. it's also they also snuck in that it's also coming out with other future unannounced consoles too. So you know it's also coming out for the 720. 
or right. whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. So, right. you know, and the moment, you know, we all know uh, when we saw that, the moment we um, it was unveiled at E3 last year, we were all thinking next gen before mm. they even announced yeah. the console. We were like, this does not look current gen. This looks next gen. Because they were they were playing all the demos on PC, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, PC. That's what just, I was just about to say. Just, uh, well, you got to think if um just if, just if, saying, if, they're on, if they're playing them on the high end PCs and the high end PCs have the same uh, like the high end PCs of uh that was I don't know how that came out like that the high end PCs that they played on last year at E3 um have got to be about the same specs as what we're expecting to see on the Xbox 720 and the PlayStation 4, especially if the PlayStation 4 is rocking an, an uh, octa-core CPU. Mm. Whenever I hear octa-core, I just imagine like a little computer chip that MMA fighters fight in. <laughs> <laughs> I think of, of like a, the next Metal Gear Solid boss. Octa-core. <laughs> I think of an octopus. <laughs> a little bit. I was thinking of the octa-rock. Actually. Oh, okay. ah, I like that too. What about honestly, Oct- no, hold on. Is eight gigabits of RAM? Is that that much? Yeah, as much as is in my computer right now. Yeah, I think that's and what I've it, got in my computer right now. I think you can max out on on high end PCs. You can max out on sixteen, but most games are most games require I think like four. Yeah, I'm, I'm so going like, to throw down on this knowledge bomb on for you right now. As someone who owns a high end PC, I can max out at thirty two. Oh, take that. Wow. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots Shots fired. Has been fired. I've been shot. The ambassador alone. I've been hit. So, we were talking about some uh, new games that we saw for the first time. Who else, probably none of you, got got really excited when they saw Deep Down? Yeah, I did. I did. Good, I'm glad, because I thought I was the only one. It It looks awesome. It looks good, but um, I always always think this. The first time I see a game, I'm like, is it really the in-game engine, or is it just a prettied-up cutscene? Now it is, because there was was some gameplay there, too. You didn't notice it? Yeah. It looked like like it could be gameplay, but were you looking at it from your perspective? Because I'm never really, I'm never truly sold on a game until you can actually see what it's going to be like when you, the camera is fixated on the player. Yeah, I was it, under the impression the that when they were when they were going through that that cave corridor, that that was what you would be controlling. Right, because any any time it was a gameplay, if you noticed, there was like a little thing right. on the bottom left hand corner. There's a HUD. Yeah, HUD. A little HUD. HUD. HUD, yeah, right. So it sounds. It seems to me like you're going to be able to switch between those people because there was a sword, there was a bow. So I don't know if that was that guy's inventory or if it was each character's inventory or if, if that was a co-op game and there were the specific HUDs for each of those specific characters. Whatever it was, it was awesome looking and it reminded me of Dark Souls. And um, <laughs> yeah, that, it looked yeah, like the fun. next iteration of Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, yeah. which is actually a really cool game if you guys haven't played it. It's uh it's big and complex and not super polished and and refined, you know, for for modern gameplay tastes, but Great. it's pretty cool if you get into it. It's like a Monster Hunter type. Really pumped about that lack of polish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was your selling point. <laughs> this is why 
game. It's not a very polished game. (laughs) No, no, that wasn't a selling point. That was just like a caveat. Like that's why it's it's not really. uh, If you don't like polish, (laughs) (laughs) I was really excited for Infamous. I love that series, though. You see, that's a game that uh, there was no gameplay. Yeah, that was all. That was all CGI, which is which is fine. I love the guy's intro, though. I, I like I like the concept behind it, but want to see gameplay. Yeah, and I like that it's a continuation the of the story. It's it's seven years later. The, the concept of the game is um, seven years later from Empire City and New Marae. They don't want that to ever happen again. So they've it's basically become a police state. And if you show any sign of supernatural ability whatsoever, they basically quarantine you. Um, and this guy has been able to get away for that for as long as he has, so he's What's, just trying to... What is to, his, his power set? It seems to be Pyrokinesis. He can, he, can, uh, he, he can adapt fire, he can shoot fireballs, he can turn himself into smoke and teleport that way. He can okay, create so fiery tornadoes. With, with chains. You see that? He's got Ghost Rider shit going on. Yep. <laughs> he was pretty intense, and he seemed angry. He did, an Asian. Angry Asian. <laughs> Delson, Delson Rowe, his name is. Hmm. Wouldn't you be angry, you know, if the cops were constantly trying to hunt you down and beat the crap out of you and shove you in a cell for the rest of your life? Well, yeah, absolutely. I I also found it interesting that the institution that's um, going after all these supernatural people, I don't remember what it stands for. Maybe somebody can help me out here, but it spells dupe. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling there's significance there, like yeah. being duped. Yeah. It sounds uh, sort of prototypey. Like, did you yeah. guys play Prototype? How it's yeah, just like you against that. everything, the military, yeah. or whatever. I uh, you like that. you identified it with another game. I was going to take it one one nerdier step forward further, and I was going to say it feels very X Men like. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely. Where you know, basically, these people with powers have started showing up, and some of them have you know messed things up, so the government is overreacting. Now, I'm wondering, and we'll find out later on, I'm sure, I'm wondering if any previous characters will show up, because Cole was the only one that can't come back. And I'll, spoiler for anyone who's had Oh, jeez, come on. <laughs> um, also, he but, can come back still. Yeah, and it, yeah, well, it, no, it depends could. on the it depends on the uh, ending you chose, I guess, because the bad ending. Well, I'm, I'm also saying that, like, that, that kind of fiction, you can always write loopholes into that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, it's superheroes. They've been doing it in the comics for decades. Yeah, but it's cool. clear that Sucker Punch is like super uh, comic book nerds. Mm-hmm. I I just want to know if Zeke's coming back because I really like Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke Zeke's awesome. It's definitely a possibility. Hope so. Um, show. Drive Club. Who wants to drive? Gran Turismo Motorstorm. Is that it looks really good. I mean, every That's time impressive. I see a new driving game, I just feel like, whoa, those cars look even more real than they did yeah, last time. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly you know what Drive what Club is, is for? You know what Drive Club is for? I'll tell you what Drive Club is for. Drive Club is to give <laughs> polyphony. What's Drive Club for? <laughs> yeah, you like that? That's repetition at its finest. Drive <laughs> Club is to give Polyphony Digital plenty of time to make Gran Turismo 6 without people bitching. That's all it is. Because okay. if you recall... Gran Turismo 5 took so long, they had to reveal a prologue with, like, 30% of the game's content. Yeah. I mean, it's all so, super social. Drive Club. Compared Drive Club. <laughs> Gran Turismo. 
But yeah, that looks cool for a racing game. I'm not big on racers outside of like kart racers, things I can play with a wife or with friends. Yeah, it was interesting to see their approach is like a clan-based approach with racing. That's that's different, right? Which is how, if you think about it, that's how NASCAR is. They're all you don't know it, but they're all in teams. That's true. Um, I I will say this: I did I did say earlier that the coolest thing about the system is probably the whole demo stream thing. But as far as what I saw in that two hours, David Cage's old man, what blew me away? It blew me away. (laughs) <laughs> David Cage's old man. David Cage's old man. That's what I've been calling it to people. They're like, what are you talking about? David Cage's old man. Oh, I can't even explain how cool that looks. And I'm not even a graphics guy. I prefer gameplay and story over graphics. But, man, if that's what their PS4 game looks like, it's the closest I think we'll ever get, or for a long time at least, to playing as actual people. We'll go back to the days of, like... Where it was a human, like, fan, like I guess it was Phantasmagoria like that, where it was a human person, and the, and you but you played as like they were like a, an actor or an actress, like human. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm still laughing. I've been on mute this whole time laughing that David Cage's old man. Apparently, if you look into his eyes, you see the beginning of the universe. <laughs> but it's yes, cool. yes, Jason. They were real people. It was yeah. more like Sega CD. Okay, yeah, thank you. So something like that, but where the people actually look. I like mean, the question, the question there is like, how much processing power does that take? And you know, can the PS4 handle that? Well, it's or more than for, thirty thousand pixels. We know that. Polygon. Good. I like I, more than. I love that number. That's a good number. That's twice, <laughs> twice that of uh, current PS3 games. Yeah. Okay. He, he went through a scale of all of of uh, all Dream of games, games and how many po- uh, polygons each one used. Like the first one was Om- Omicron, right? Is that how you say it? Omicron. Mm-hmm. Was three hundred and fifty. So. Indigo Prophecy was like three thousand, isn't it? And then oh. Heavy Rain was twenty thousand. Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. The Kara demo they brought out was twenty thousand. Beyond is thirty thousand. And then this guy was supposed to be more than that. Well, it sort of brings up uh, the larger point of limitations, and and definitely the PS4 is an attempt to remove some of the limitations that developers are currently under. But a big part of development is what what are you limited to, right? So mm-hmm. if if you know if you're limited by the size of space on the Blu-ray disc, if you're limited by how much processing speed you have, or the amount of RAM you're able, you know. All those different things work in to to make up what you're able to put into a console game. So, you know, what what is the limitation here? Are we able to have hundreds of these old man David Cage old man characters on screen <laughs> at the same time, each with their own independent facial movements, or is that sort of a pipe dream and it's just like a really cool demo of one guy? But really, you're not going to be able to do that with multiple characters on screen. Well, that's what they call the concept. Hopefully, he'll be able to do that. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think we have the answer, but I think right. it's a worthwhile question to Sony, and certainly it'll be down the line. Is you know what is the realistic limitation there? Is that the kind of thing that David Cage can put up and say, "Hey, this is actually going to make it into a game," or is it just a tech demo that's kind of neat? It's like here's what the PS4 can do, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, just you know, realistically, it's, are we talking about games with David Cage's old man in it, or are we talking about 
a screen with David Cage's with David old Cage name. Name. David Cage. Um, I do I do like that he actually brought something in, as opposed to Square Enix who showed up <laughs> with the same video they had before and new Final Fantasy at E3. Be ready for it. Okay. Are you super excited about that? It depends. Final so Fantasy. If, if by Final Fantasy he meant Kingdom Hearts, then yeah, sure. <laughs> me, if, if by Final I don't Fantasy, think that's what he meant. If by I, Final I Fantasy he means uh, the seven remake that's never going to happen, or fifteen, then I'll be happy. The update, if they update, um, if, It'll be versus if, thirteen. If it's versus thirteen under a new name, and they're like, "Hey, it's finally coming out," maybe I, I, I might go up on stage and slap them in the face. What if Squeenix got the license for? Uh... Last Guardian. I'm not Stop that. Be. Get out. <laughs> what if? It could no. happen. Now, what it's if they put out a sequel in the Seventh Saga series? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're throwing out wish lists, I guess. <laughs> Secret of Evermore 2. Ooh. <laughs> That's fair. I'm hoping. How about, how about you give us an actual Super Mario RPG 2 and enough oh, of this Paper Mario stuff? Yeah. Much as I like Paper Mario, Paper Mario, I need an RPG 2. Something fierce. I think they're uh, they might bring back the Mana series, Secret of Mana, or Life of Mana, or whatever the Tree of Dawn, Mana, Dawn of Secret Mana, or whatever it is. Yeah, all of them. Well, Mana, Mana, what is it? One of Mona. those. Mona. Mana. Mona from Who's the Boss? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we're talking about, right? Uh. <laughs> what if they announced the Chrono Trigger game at E3? Would oh, I be nuts. <laughs> I think. I think you would actually hear like a bunch of uh, game journalists, thousands of them, relieving themselves all at once. Ew. You hear, you hear the same thing that you heard when Blizzard came onto the stage: a bunch of heads going in what? succession. All yeah, the you know, I felt a, sort of a letdown when they said it was Diablo Three. Oh, I totally felt let down. Oh by yeah, that. Well, they have been out for like ever. Uh, well, it was going to be a new game. Yeah. They said it was going. They're bringing something to the PS4. Yeah, no. Still, I know. Yeah, find but when you when you say like, "Oh, we've struck in a strategic partnership with Sony," that's when you're like, "Oh shit!" Bomb dropping uh, exclusive coming, and then they're like, "Oh, here's our old game that's been out for a year. You can play it on a console that comes out six to eight months from now." Well, think about this: they they release this game first, work out the kinks of developing on the PS4, and then drop the bomb. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that they're working together is is cool, but, but it wasn't super exciting. Um, I mean, I think it's funny that you can have an offline mode on uh, PS4 yeah. after that whole... After that whole shrimp, yeah. Um, Unless that was a PS3 thing. Yeah. Because it is coming to PS3 as well. I appreciate direct control in that sort of dungeon-crawly game, too, like the Baldur's Gate games. I used to play those. I'll tell you, I'll I'll play Diablo. Now that it's coming to console, I will. Yeah. It's PS again. Maybe it's my never playing PC before, but I just feel so weird playing a PC game. I can't do it. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> so okay. Diablo three coming to PS three and four. I hey, I'll play it. Hopefully, I'll enjoy it. Big. Um, another company that has sort of like jumped ship and gone to the PS four is Bungie. So, yeah. how do you guys feel about Destiny? It's, I'm kind of more excited about Destiny than I've ever been about any Halo game. I'm excited. Um, they didn't necessarily entirely jump ship. They they are having exclusive content with for the PS4, which made me like turn my head and go, Dwa. Yeah. 
But um, I think this was also the first time we saw any type of game footage. It was. The they had before. that whole preview event they talked about for an entire weekend. It was a bunch of concept art and screens. Well, they had they had some footage. super super brief in game in engine footage in like their dev diary or whatever that they released yeah. at that particular event. But yeah, I mean, what's a, what's really there to get that excited about? It's like World of Warcraft with Space Marines. I I'm with you, Dan. I'm uh, I mean, I'm intrigued because you know it it seems like it's taking the good parts of Borderlands and making and mixing it up with the action of a Halo and Call of Duty. I feel like it's 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 trying to take the first person shooter and innovate it and bring it to that next step stage of evolution. Cuz right now with the way that the Halos and the Call of Duties and the battlefields are going, they're getting really stale and there needs to be a new way to introduce the first person shooter to make it feel fresh. So, can, so the new way to do it then is just to take it all online to make it an MMO. Because I mean, sense. outside of that, it looks like well, in pretty, a sense, yeah, I mean, like a Halo game. and I mean, it's not like it's not going to be like an MMO per se. The way that they uh, approached and uh, described the multiplayer, it's going to be more multiplayer along the lines of Journey, to where you're just automatically seamlessly connected to a couple people who are in the same happen to be in the same area as you. And chirping at and each other. Parted, and then you party date <laughs> with each other. And chirping. And it's not Breaking so much ropes. MMOs where you're running around and griefing each other and stuff like that. Mm. You know what's funny? I was just thinking about when Mike was talking about, you know, like Journey. We could say the same exact sentence. It's going to be more along the lines of multiplayer, kind of like Resident Evil 6. And then how does our perception feel? Compared Ooh. to Journey, Journey versus Resident Evil Six. Oh no! Well, you know, um, I, mean, I love Resident Evil Six, guys. I don't know about you, but considering considering that Bungie, you know, is the one are the people who innovated matchmaking on Xbox Live through Halo and basically like for the consoles and basically revolutionized how people are matched up online on console games and first person shooter games in the first place. I feel like I can trust them and have confidence in them to not screw it up the way that Capcom can. I, I'm I'm with you. I doubt that they're going to screw it up. Here's yeah. here's what I'm thinking. I'm putting myself in the scenario where I'm playing this game. I am a space marine. I have customized my person. Um, I'm in this huge open world. Maybe it's even like multiple worlds, right? Uh, it is. And actually. what? It is. It's okay, multiple so, worlds. And okay, multiple spaceship. worlds, and Earth is sort of like the central place, but you can go out to... Okay, so I'm there, and there are other people playing around me, but I don't know their names necessarily, and I can't really choose to play with my friends online. Maybe I can. To me, to me that, that just sounds like a version of an MMO with less control. I get... I get the idea that it's like Journey makes it sound good, but really it's just a social game where you don't get to choose who you play with. Right. right. How, Although how, the idea the idea well, of being matched with random soldiers, like in a random area, and you can choose to engage them or not, is interesting. Maybe more, there's also is the fact it? that you can like oh. join up. I think it was more you can join up and do quests with them. I think they were more going for the cooperative than the competitive. With this game, oh, maybe. it's just like getting drafted. So I mean, like, 
And I mean, it seems like fun. I mean, you don't have to join up with those guys if you don't want to either. It's just trying to take the whole social aspect of the internet and combine it in a way that the first person shooter particularly hasn't done before. And I mean, I think it's, I mean, a, it's a good fresh change. Didn't Borderlands kind of do this already? No. <laughs> but only four yeah, people. Yeah, well, they, um, yeah, they only did that up to four people. So they only did it with yeah. four people, and like, um, they're not. Uh, Bungie's looking to do more as far as customization goes, and uh, Destiny. They were also talking about possibly implementing um some sort of like space combat uh in addition to the uh, the regular like on the ground first person shooter stuff. They were looking to try and do stuff in space as well. Yeah, I, mean, that, that sounds I think cool. that's super sick, and 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 I get that nobody's really done that in the first person shooter space yet. You know what what they're talking about. So it is new and and, and it is fresh in that sense. I I don't feel that drawn to that, um, but it might also be because I've never really gotten into MMOs either. So yeah. I've I've never really been. I'm more of a lone gamer, I guess. And yeah. the anti-social gamer. The anti-social gamer. Um, but I, I Which you're allowed to be on PS4. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn take everything offline. So I don't know. I, I don't I don't see that draw as strongly, but I guess I can uh, appreciate that other folks might get excited about it. All right. All right. Real quick, I want to see if you guys have any feelings at all uh, about either Knack or Killzone Shadowfall, and then I want to move into something else about predictions for the future. Anything for Knack? Like, did cool, concept. Neato. <laughs> cool concept. Neato. Cool concept. It's pretty interesting. I, I really, really neither here nor there. I have to see more of it, I guess. It, it seems like it can be a fun game. I like the idea of him getting of like the almost sort of the uh, the Katamari aspect of like of how he can get bigger and stronger by just absorbing things around him yeah. and stuff I like, like the that. Game a little bit better when it was called stacking, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it really didn't light my fire personally. I was like, oh, okay, cool. What about Killzone was uh, pretty. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I got out of Killzone was that it sh- it was the one game that truly showed off the graphical power of the PS4 and showed what the PS4 is capable of. As yeah. expected with any new yeah. PlayStation console. Confirmed as a launch title, though. I might pick that up just to see how pretty it is. You know. Yeah, I like the um the part where the character was holding on to the helicopter. It reminded yeah. me of a trip through Colombia. Bioshock. Yeah. About a month away. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess you know it's pretty. Skill zone. <laughs> yeah. <pretty. laughs> okay. So next thing, last thing before we uh, close this out is, well, I want to know like one thing that each of you either want to see or expect to see from the Sony camp or any of their partners at E3. So just, I mean, anyone who wants to start. Let's start with Dan. Oh jeez! I knew you were gonna, and I don't have something. I always do that because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, he, okay, my gut reaction, although yeah. this is not a fully fleshed out idea slash joke, is Wonder Book. That there's definitely <laughs> going to be more. Uh, uh, how can there not be? Yeah. Unless they just, unless they are like, well, this is like you draw. It's not going to happen. You just got to pull the cord on it. I mean, it seems like they've sunk a lot of marketing effort and money. Into have they, it, have they really though? Because I haven't heard anything about it since E3. Well, yeah, but that was like the, that was like such a huge deal for them last E3. 
Yeah, and then yeah. and then it didn't so, get a strong reception, and it's just been silent ever since. So do you think it could be that they true. maybe just was like, ooh, that didn't go so well. Let's just scrap this. Or maybe they're just like, listen, the hardware wasn't good enough. We just we, we just need we'll better just hardware. And one then more year gonna, and then blow their minds. We just need to get Connect involved in this. And then basically <laughs> everyone's going to want to be Harry Potter. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, Mike, what what do you think then? Uh, what do I think? Yeah, uh, I mean, for, for E3. Give me one thing. Well, we're, I think we're definitely getting a price. Um okay. Because when what other stage did they use to announce a price unless they wanted to just randomly do it in September? Um, Tokyo my, Game Shows in September. That's true. And we're thinking what somewhere between three hundred and nine hundred dollars. I'm kind of I'm kind of less optimistic than Jay. I I know they're going to keep it under six hundred dollars because I think people would flip out if it was if it was six hundred dollars or more. But I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Um, somewhere between five and six. Yeah, but I know, I know six doesn't work. I know that they'll have a um, a smaller hard drive model, probably between four and five, or maybe even as low as three fifty if we're lucky. Okay. Um, aside from that, really nothing else. Maybe maybe some more exclusives. Maybe maybe an announcement of Uncharted Four. I know, chances are it's not. It's probably another year or two away. So there probably won't won't be any trailers or anything to show for it, but maybe maybe uh, during some sort of post-launch um, like demo or trailer for uh, for The Last of Us, uh, Naughty Dog will throw in like a teaser for Uncharted Four and announce that it exists. Okay. Lisa, well, thank you, Jason. Um, I, I I'm with them on the two models. Um, my range is uh, like three is low, six is high. If they, if they, could you imagine if they brought one out at two ninety nine to compete that'd with the Wii U like immediately? That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, as far as games it. go, I I thought of Uncharted Four as well. I kind of thought we would see that last Wednesday, but we didn't. Um, I think it's a perfect time to reintroduce the Jet Moto franchise. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. If anybody from Sony listens to this and you want to get on that, I'm completely okay with that. But as far as <laughs> predictions. As far as predictions go, uh, my prediction, my expectation is not much different than Mike's. See the console itself, see the form factor, get a price, get a concrete release date perhaps instead of this holiday 2013 bullshit, and then uh, Uncharted 4 in some aspect. Okay. Some real hostility there towards holiday 2013. Yeah. All right. What about you, Greg? Uh, I believe that there's going to be a peripheral released for the PlayStation World that will mimic the cockpit of a Gundam. (laughs) (laughs) And everything turns into uh, an anime where there are giant robots lying around and those are the other people in the world and you have to fight them in order to become their friend. uh, A la a tournament of sorts for the PlayStation World. Hmm. And then you become king of the PlayStation world. It'll cost $4,000, and it'll make the PlayStation the greatest thing in the world. I feel like they already did that with um, the really awful Kinect game. What's it called? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Steel Battalion. Uh, Steel Battalion, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Went from 45 buttons to zero. <laughs> Way to go. I'm just looking at this picture of um, the third-party support. And up in the corner, I see From Software, 
So my obsession is kicking in. Yeah, there it is. That's and, actually a bad one. That's a good thought. All I'm thinking is I'm going to see another awesome From Software game, whatever oh, no, it is. Top of Dark Souls 2. They announced yeah, it's it like Dark Souls didn't too. say where it was coming from. I just saw LucasArts is on there. Maybe we can. Maybe we'll see a uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen demo, and mm-hmm. we'll find out that's next gen. Yeah. Um, also, so, another a, a bold, very highly unlikely prediction I'll make: Prappa with the Rappa returns. Yes. Station move functionality. That'd be I cool. That. For sure. Cool. I'm I'm also going to lobby a second bold. Uh, prediction that Dark Souls 2 comes to the Wonder Book. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Dark Souls 2 now for Wonder Book. <laughs> I think that that pretty much covers everything. Um, is there anything you guys wanted to just throw out there real fast? Nothing. Oh, that's it. Oh, uh, peace in the Middle East. <laughs> no, I'm, that's. I don't really. There's uh, the controller was cool. I don't think we talked about the controller on the touchpad. Yeah, yeah. Touch I mean, pad. I guess the controller kind of looks the same. As We're gonna use it. There it is. Fun. Yay! They. I think it looks Sony's good, good at doing that. They like to keep their controller pretty much the same form factor. I like that they went with the uh, concave joysticks, and yep. hopefully there will be a little bit more resistance, more more like the Xbox, less like the I'm, floaty. I'm just worried yes. about with the DualShock Four. If I throw it, it what what's gonna happen? It's not gonna come back. Don't throw it. <laughs> <laughs> because you were saying they designed things so well. How how quickly we forget about the PS3 boomerang design. Yeah, that, that never happened. I like the boomerang. <laughs> um, what do you guys? I mean, we never really we didn't even touch on the the touchpad, did we? Did we? Did really? Oh, uh, maybe we'll see more of that at E3 because we saw none of that at the event. Yeah, yeah. true. Most, I think that's just mostly to improve compatibility with Vita games. You know, I think it'll also be like, uh, if they want to bring like mobile onto it somehow. But like, like they're saying that every game is uh, cross-play compatible. You know, from your from your PS4 taking it mobile yeah. with your Vita. Well, now they can add the functionality that the Vita has directly into the main game before it gets to the Vita, you know, just in the, the PS4 version. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, thank, it, thank God, you know, thank God. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted. That it, I mean, it can't be like a star function in any of the main games because it's really awkwardly placed on the controller and, yeah. you know, it, like in order to really use it, you have to free up one full hand, I would or think. Thumb. A very skilled... Thumb. A very long, skilled thumb, <laughs> <perhaps>. <laughs> or just very long fingernails. I don't know. Yeah. Or just, I'm gonna stop yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. so that's that's the PS4, um, and and David Cage's old man. Hey, <laughs> David Cage's old man. That was good. That was a good conversation, guys. Thanks for having it. You're welcome. And that was Versus Node 27. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check out GamerNode. we got a bunch of stuff going on. I'm not yeah. going to list it all because I want you to go there and see it yourself. Woo! <laughs> Words, pictures, videos. Coming to America. Internet. Done. PlayStation. <laughs> oh. I want it all.